We have tried to make sure that we're giving true grammar information and at the same time that it's as simple as it can be for you to understand the concept. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So it is January 2022, and we've been waiting for a long time for this date because we finally get to talk about our new fix-it. So I thought I'd have this great conversation, but I looked around and Andrew's not even here today. So I did what I normally do on a day when I can't record a podcast with Andrew. I looked around to see who can join me in this conversation. Well, fortuitously... Denise Kelly is in town. She's here from Virginia visiting us. Welcome, Denise. Oh, it's good to be here. So Denise Kelly is first and foremost a good friend of mine, and we just love working together, and we actually uh, play together. We've gone on vacations together, and um, it's just really, really fun to just be friends with someone that you work so closely with. And Denise's primary role here at IEW, well, I'll let her explain. What do you do here for IEW, Denise? Well, my primary role would be senior product manager. And I often, when I give that really cool sounding title, um, have people say, what does a senior product manager do? Mm -hmm. And what I do is from either the conception of the idea for a product or a product that we already have that we need to um, update from that point all the way to sending it off to the shipping department um, so that they can print and ship. I oversee or manage um, the product through that process. So we have you know, writers, we have editors, we have designers, we have illustrators, and I'm kind of the mom (laughs) that keeps everybody moving and meeting our deadlines, and I love it. Yeah. And you also, that's not the only thing you do here at IEW, and we've had conversations in the past about your oversight of our online program. So we do online classes here at IEW, and at first, Andrew wasn't a real fan of doing something like this because he couldn't imagine a 10-year-old boy sitting at a computer being interested in an online class, but yet they're wildly successful and they love, the kids love their teachers. Yes. And I'm, I know this podcast isn't about online classes, but it is, um, I just love uh, my position as director of online classes. And I, Julie, know, you know, that when you came to me initially years ago, I also was not excited about the idea of online classes. And I have completely changed my mind. I love the online classes. I love the instructors that I get to work with. And I love the students. And um, so that is, um, 
that's a that's something I could just talk and talk and talk about. But <laughs> I also love product, and that's what we're here to talk about. That's right. And so every product that has that is rolling off the presses that has either been developed or revised since what five years ago, Denise, mm-hmm. you've had oh, your, mm-hmm. your fingerprints are all over them. The structure and style for students, which we talk about nearly every podcast, Denise has had a huge role in developing the curriculum for that, watching the video. She and I kind of joke about uh, being a little burnt out and watching the videos because we watch them over Over and over and and over. Yes. Because we want to make sure that absolutely don't sound ridiculous. And we want to make sure that what Andrew is saying actually aligns with what he meant to say. And sometimes, you know, you just kind of even even Andrew Poudois has verbal typos. So, (laughs) but I want to spend a few moments, well, the rest of the time, really talking about the new Fix It. Now, what edition is this? This is the fourth edition. Right, which means we started off with this idea, and Andrew, well, tell the story of how this product even came to see the light of day. Well, years ago, and I've been teaching IEW for many, many years when my children were young. Um, My oldest was in fourth grade when I found IEW. And considering that he's now 32 and has a family, that's a long time ago. Um, But one of the things that Andrew was doing in his live classes with students uh, was something called not by me activities Mm -hmm. and um, or by not me. I think that's how uh, what he called them by not me. And the joke on that, of course, was, you know, Instead of saying by Andrew Poudois, he didn't want to be associated with <laughs> writing these paragraphs because they were full of errors, grammar errors and punctuation errors. And um, so they were little editing activities uh, for the students to do. And, and then he would explain in class, you know, what, um, what was wrong and what they should have corrected. But one of the things one of the things that i think makes this kind of a activity fun is instead of some adult coming along and showing the child everything they've done wrong the child or the student gets to look at a paragraph and be the teacher and correct uh, what somebody else did that was incorrect and that's fun you know and so if they miss some of those corrections it's it's um it's just really not the same as having done it wrong to start with themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was where this started. And he um, he would use these activities in his class. And then uh, because of his relationship with uh, Pamela White, who also was uh, she was an exhibitor uh, for conventions and things like that. And so he he knew her quite well. And he knew her background in grammar. He asked her if she would, uh, put together a, a story with these editing exercises. And really, I mean, that's kind of a, the short short story for how Fix-It Grammar came to be. So. so the first book, the first iteration of this product was a compilation of five different classics all bound into one book. Mm-hmm. And the teacher, that was a teacher's book. And then the parents and teachers had to print out the student pages. Mm -hmm. The second one, we actually just improved some of the instruction because it was becoming increasingly difficult to use. And then we provided to parents and teachers the option of buying 
what we called convenience copies, where we printed out the student materials. The third edition, we separated it. We said, we don't need to include all five books. In fact, let's do six books. Let's get rid of Tom Sawyer because that was really difficult for students to edit because when Mark Twain wrote Tom Sawyer, he built into it some of the vernacular of the Mm -hmm. day. And uh, do you edit out Tom saying y'all or is that okay to leave that in? How do you edit that? So we got rid of Tom Sawyer, replaced it with the nose tree, and then Now we're in the fourth edition, and there has been so much improvement in in how, most of all, how it's taught to students and how the teachers are supported in this. I I just, Andrew, when we were talking about this a, a few weeks ago for our master class, we were kind of letting our premium members get a sneak peek preview of these pages. He was just going on and on about how great the fourth edition is. And really, he wants everyone to stop using the third edition and use the fourth edition. Wow, that's that's remarkable, Denise, and I think uh, that's a real credit to you and your team. And a lot of the work that has changed is, is the design part of it, but also some of the content too. Huge, huge changes in content. Let me just be clear, listener, if you have the third edition, the fourth edition is absolutely not compatible. You will want to get the fourth edition. That's you true. can't use them both mm-hmm. at the same time. But you, could you please just describe, maybe kind of big picture, what is Fix-It Grammar, how do teachers use it, and then go into some of the details of what changes were made in this fourth edition. Sure. And let me, um, I want to start by saying as because I've been immersed in this project for a couple of years now, I still am in awe of what Pamela White did when she created those first five books. Um, it was a, it was you know, in in some ways, a single-handed effort Mm -hmm. on her part. And um, all of that work that she did is uh, the foundation that we stand on. So even though this fourth edition uh, has really has had a, a team working on it and researching and in a way that ha- none of the other editions, you know, had the benefit of a whole group uh, working on it at once. It, the foundation, you know, that we stand on has been Pamela's hard work. So I do want to say that to start with. I think that one of the really neat things about the this type of a grammar program is uh, Julie was talking about Tom Sawyer, which again, like I said, I've I've been using Fix It from the very beginning. Um, and, and even though we couldn't, you know, we, we got rid of Tom Sawyer, um, because these are complete stories, they're also kind of a hook to get um, children interested in good literature. Mm-hmm. And Tom Sawyer was one that I used. Uh, it came out when my youngest son was 13. And he ended up, you know, saying, Mom, let's get it out of the library. And so we read the real Tom Sawyer out loud because of the interest that he had in doing the activity. So that's what we've tried to, um, and of course, Andrew ultimately is the one that oversees what stories we choose, but we've tried to choose stories that are um, just worthy of having this much time you know, spent on them mm-hmm. by the students. So um, when they're finished after a whole year of doing Fix It, they have 
literally edited a whole story. And and that, I think, is one of the things that sometimes it's an aha moment, you know, when they realize that, oh, wow, look at all this work I've done. And I've worked all the way through this whole story. And because they rewrite um, it correctly, by the time they're done, they've also rewritten the story um, correctly. So, Well, when you say a whole story, I want to just talk about Robin Hood, for example. It's not the entire book, but it's a complete story within exactly. the story of Robin yes. Hood. And it's 30 weeks of instruction, yes. only 15, 20 minutes a day. So it's not a lot of mm-hmm. heavy lifting, but just that gradual mastery learning yes. approach to teaching grammar. It really is baby steps. So that's why I say, you know, when they get to the end of the year and they're like, wow, look at all this work I did. It doesn't feel like a lot of work because it is, uh, it's baby steps. And I, uh, my niece who homeschooled uh, has twin boys. They're nine years old. And she just uh, texted me yesterday and made a comment about the fact that fix it is their favorite thing to do. They always want to do that first thing in the morning. And I just feel like, you know, nine-year-old twin boy praise is like the highest <laughs> praise. So, um, so that, you know, that makes me really happy. But as we have worked through fix it as far as what is different from the old and the new, I feel like um, with this team of people, we've been able to create stair steps from book to book to book. So when you start out with nose tree, you are, you know, really starting at a foundational level. When I've had uh, people compare the, for instance, the old nose tree with the new nose tree, um, at first there, there was a question of there didn't seem to be as much instruction. And what, what I pointed out, and, and interestingly enough, as that person continued to work through the book, um, came back to me and said, uh, I get it. I understand why you did this, and it's better. And that is, um, we are not giving any information that's unnecessary for that point of need. So when you're using nose tree, you know, with your student who needs to be a nose tree, uh, there are explanations that are above what you need grammatically at that point. And The reason that this is important is no matter how much you try to say, oh, don't worry about this, or you only have to look at this if you're a grammar lover, or, you know, if you're interested in more advanced concepts, you only have to look. I know um, myself as a teacher and as a homeschool mom that if I wasn't using that, if I wasn't teaching that advanced concept to my child, that I was in some way cheating them or failing. And so what we've done isn't removed content. We've just moved it to the right place. Mm -hmm. So it isn't until you need that advanced information that you actually get it. And then because you've built on the foundation uh, that's gone before, you understand it. We are not assuming anybody understands anything from book to book to book. We're always building um, on what has been learned uh, in the previous book. There's been um, more emphasis on uh, any place that there seemed to be some holes in in what was being taught. Uh, For instance, there's more emphasis on the eight parts of speech Mm -hmm. and being able to label the eight parts of speech. And I would say probably the biggest change has been the explanations. This has 
I, I can't even say, you know, days, weeks, months, years mm-hmm. of work has gone into uh, trying to perfect the most concise and yet the clearest way to explain something. So we don't want to be so simplified that we're we're not teaching something properly, but at the same time, we want to we want it to be as simple as possible because uh, grammar actually isn't as difficult as some programs make it. And it there are things that I've been shocked over the last couple of years. You know, sometimes I'll say to team members, I why why was it presented so? different to me when I was a student in school when it's really all it's all it's talking about is this and it's easy. <laughs> so that's what we've tried to do. We've tried to make sure that um, we're giving true grammar information. A lot of research has gone into this uh, product. Uh, and at the same time, it's that it's as simple as it can be uh, for you to understand the concept that's being taught. So nose tree, that's like fourth grade level? About yeah, approximately, I would say yeah. third, fourth grade level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have a student that hasn't had any grammar instruction at all, even if they're in high school, it wouldn't be a bad thing to start at nose tree and maybe go through it a little more quickly. These are not grade level. Oh, they're specific. They really are not grade level p- specific because grammar and punctuation is not no. grade level right. specific. And if you don't know your grammar and punctuation and you're in high school and you want to learn, mm-hmm. what better way to do it than to start at the, you know at the very foundational level? And sure, actually there have been many, many times and I so I know it works where I have um, told teachers allow the student to work as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you have a 15-year-old boy and he starts a nose tree, he could very easily do one week in one day mm-hmm. yep. and just allow the student to work as fast as, as they can. Right. Um, the other big thing that I emphasize, and I think this makes our program um, quite different as well, is allow the student to look at the teacher book. Yep. Let them check their own work. Okay, certainly the teacher can you know be there to be aware of that they're not just copying out of the teacher's book. But honestly, if you make it a game, for the most part, kids aren't, they're not going to what we would call cheat mm-hmm. um, because they're, it's like a puzzle and it really, it really ought to be a game. Um, I, I feel like we're, we don't just put that on the back of the book to try to sell the product. It really should be looked at as let's make it fun. So, you try to, you know, find all of the errors, check off. This is another thing that's huge. It's, I was just going to ask you yes. to mention the difference between the oh, third edition and the fourth so edition. Different. And I love this. And it is. So at the top of the page, of the student page, there is a list of the errors. And um, that way, of course, we're IEW people, so we totally understand checklist. That way they can um, they can just check off this list as they find them. So, you know, in, in Nose Tree, you know, that's the, the easiest book. If there's three articles and they're supposed to be marking them, you know, labeling them AR, then when they found those three articles, they can put a little check next to that on the list. Four nouns. They look for four nouns. So they know what they're actually supposed to be looking for. So before we get into this checklist and this motivation, this game, I'd like to just point out that we also have added two stories to the Fix-It lineup, but then have removed 
two stories. So the top two stories that were Chanticleer and Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, we've actually discontinued those. They're really beyond what any high school student would need to know for grammar. So we've discontinued those. But we still have six books. We inserted a book between a couple places. So we now have Town Mouse and Country Mouse. So it goes Nose Tree, Level 1, Level 2, Town Mouse and Country Mouse, Level 3, Robin Hood, Level 4. This is very exciting for you because you're a fan of Rudyard Kipling, and that is Mowgli and Shere Khan. Mm -hmm. And then Level 5, Frog Prince, and Level 6, the highest level, Little Mermaid. And Little Mermaid actually will not be ready until this summer. Right. Right. So Town Mouse and Country Mouse. Can you just talk about the different elements, and then we'll talk about that checklist that we're talking okay. that you were alluding to. Yeah, and let me say, even though some of you know many of the books have the same names, because we were plugging these new books in, they really are very different. Mm-hmm. So even even if you've used Frog Prince before, what we have now is the story is going to be similar, but it's very different. Uh, even the story itself, there have been parts of it that have been rewritten. And um, so, as I said, where we're building uh, from level one to level two, so Town Mouse and Country Mouse are they? That's that book is covering things that weren't in Nose Tree, but it's also filling gaps. There were big junk jumps in those mm-hmm. early books, and and then the latter books, Little Mermaid, and the two books above that. It was it was almost like there was too much repetition of the really hard stuff and not enough foundation. And so that's what we've done. So it's not – I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, now that we don't have those two other books, we're going to miss out. Because mm-hmm. what we've done is as we've spread things out over the six books, we're touching on everything that we need to touch on. And so Little Mermaid is, is going to – have things in it that are harder than the Little Mermaid that we previously had. Same with Frog Prince. Um, But they're not too hard because you've got all that foundation. Everything has been stair steps um, from one book to the next. So just to explain a little bit more of uh, how things have changed in the presentation, it's been set up in this way. So you have to remember the name is Fix It. (laughs) So you're going to learn it. You're going to read it, you're going to mark it, you're going to fix it, and you're going to rewrite it. So um, so that, I feel like, uh, has added to the presentation because when you open the student book, what you're going to see at the top of each student page is read it, mark it, fix it. So the very first thing that, that you're doing with a read it is you're going to read the sentence that's there. You're going to get, you know, feel familiar with the sentence that you're going to work on. And then you're going to look up the vocabulary word that is bolded in that sentence. And when the child or student looks up the vocabulary word, they're going to write just the definition that fits the context of the sentence. Let me just say a quick thing about vocabulary. We we have really worked at... The vocabulary is not vocabulary word that we're figuring the students don't know. 
most of these vocabulary words, I would think, are familiar to the students. Whether they can give a good definition or not, you know, that that helps with the definition. The vocabulary is to build their writing vocabulary and their speaking vocabulary. And so we've added what we call um, collection pages in the back of the of the. St- student books. And as they move through the book, when they find an LY word that they really like, it creates a strong image and feeling, they can turn to the back of the book and add that to the LY adverb page. And the same with strong verbs and quality adjectives. So that collection page just goes right along with what we are doing in IEW with the dress-ups. And we're building that, that sophisticated vocabulary for their writing and their speaking. The market column, and I'm on uh, week 14, day one in the town mouse story, uh, but the market, you you look underneath that and you've got a list of things that they're supposed to mark. But the really, um, I think the, the additional perk to these new books is it tells you exactly what you're looking for. So six nouns, if they're supposed to put an N over, you know, the nouns, they know now that they're looking for six nouns. So see, that's how it becomes a game. It's a puzzle. And um, one of the things, you know, that the instructors in our online department, one of the things that they've been uh, doing is working through the, the fix it that they're teaching. And I have had uh, number of the instructors come back and just so enthusiastic about this homework that I gave them to do because it was like a game. We're gonna we're gonna you know see if we can find everything on that checklist and check it off and and so that's what you know that's what the students doing. So there's markets where they're labeling uh, parts of speech uh, is what we have them doing in these uh, earlier books and then they're fixing it. So if there's a capitalization that's wrong, it says one capitalization. And they know that once they find that, they can check it off. Mm -hmm. And then when they rewrite it down at the bottom, this is another new thing in the presentation, we actually have lines underneath um, the incorrect sentence that they're working on, that they're labeling and marking, and right underneath they can rewrite it. And um, and it's it's just a really – it's all there, all in one place for them. Mm -hmm. So – Timmy couldn't easily digest their food. This is a sample sentence that a student is supposed to read it, mark it, fix it. So I'm just going to kind of take a listener, our listeners through it. Timmy couldn't easily digest their food because he needed fruits, fruit nuts, and beans from his garden. Wow, I can just, this is hard to read because yeah, it has to be fixed. Yeah, there's no punctuation. So yeah. the vocabulary word is digest. This would be something that a student would, hmm, what does digest mean? And they'd try, you know, look it up. And we actually have created quizlets for the Mm -hmm. vocabulary words that are in Fix It, which is really fun. Six nouns. How many nouns could I find in here? I have to, in this one, Timmy, of course, should be capitalized. It's not in the book, so I have to fix that. There's no punctuation in here at all. I've got to find a comma, an end mark. And you don't even tell me what end mark I'm supposed to use, Denise. I think I probably will just use a period because it's not. That's right. Yeah, good. Okay, good. I got that one right. And there's a, a homophone in here. Oh, well, I saw that. There, food, instead of there, there, there. Kids make that mistake all the mm-hmm. time. And then there's, of course, uh, an apostrophe with couldn't. So mm-hmm. anyway, I could just see how the kids, it, because little by little, this is now day one, week 14. They've been doing this for 13 mm-hmm. weeks. They're ready. And this random sentence isn't random. 
This connects to the previous week's story. So it's not just a list of sentences that students are practicing on, as in most grammar books. This is the continuation of the story of Town Mouse and Country Mouse. Right. Which I love that there's so many elements of motivation in here, which is why this is such an IEW product, why this is such an Andrew Poudois product. Mm-hmm. So one other thing that I've noticed in this is we do no longer have the third edition had grammar cards kind of tucked in the back on cardstock that the parent or teacher had to rip out, student had to cut up. Now we have grammar cards already beautiful. Yes, they are full beautiful. Color, beautiful. And these are, don't come with the product. It's a separate add-on. They, you know, families don't absolutely need to have them, but they are sure nice to have and they're beautiful, super easy to use and this is just an incredible Credible resource, the best way, of course, in my humble opinion, chief marketing officer, (laughs) the best and funnest way to teach grammar. Yeah. And the grammar glossary in the back of the teacher's manual has also revised and Mm -hmm. is amazing. And the fix-it grammar cards, all of it, it's just one big circle. Everything um, aligns with the grammar glossary. And I will say for parents particularly teachers as well, who may be intimidated by teaching grammar because they they don't know grammar themselves. They couldn't tell you the difference between its and its. Maybe they're so, themselves, that usage problem. No problem. The grammar glossary, the teacher's instructions, the, the, you're just going to learn right along with your oh, student. that's so true. And it's mm-hmm. just such a great way to either homeschool your kids or teach a, a small co-op or in a hybrid school. Anyway, the Fix-It Grammar is the perfect grammar program. And I, here's the thing that I love about it. It truly is only 15 to 20 minutes a day, if that. It, it may yes. be even less than that. Where a lot of grammar programs, there is a lot of instruction. There are songs to learn. There are flashcards to review. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the nitty gritty. And then it doesn't transfer into their writing. What we love about the Fix-It Grammar is they're learning to edit so that hopefully they can self-edit and maybe catch their own mistakes before they turn it into their teachers. Yes, it does. It carries over into their own writing. Well, I do have to end with one thing that we usually do with a What Andrew's Away type podcast, and that is we need to have a drawing to see if uh, who wins the favorite product. Denise, today, what is your favorite product that you would like to give away? Well, Fix It is hands down. <laughs> what we should give away today. Great. I love it. So here's what we'll do. We'll put a link in the show notes and we'll choose, let's do six winners. And, you know, you can choose whichever level you want. And we'll throw in a pack of grammar cards as well. So teacher-student combo with a set of grammar cards. We'll give away six of those. Link in the show notes and good luck to you all. Denise, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a delight. I love you. I love Fix It. And I do hope our listeners will find this helpful. Well, thank you. It was a lot of, a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing, 
Would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.